welcome to the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a daily show to equip, inform, and inspire educators to teach with less reliance on the textbook through technology, creativity, and innovation. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Let's get started. This is episode 104 of the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. If you were here with me yesterday, we are still in the same place. I am still hanging out here on the back porch of the Wheelhouse Donuts coffee shop right here in fantastic Rockville, Indiana. Did you know, by the way, that the little county that I live in here in Indiana boasts itself as the covered bridge capital of the world? We are supposed we supposedly have more covered bridges in this area than any place else in the world. That's what they say. There's actually a whole like big 10-day covered bridge festival here in Park County, Indiana. Anyway, uh, hopefully that was interesting to you. Um, I wanted to share with you real briefly something that I found from a fascinating book that I have just started reading, um, at least through the first chapter. It's been fascinating. It's this book called The Runaway Species. How Human Creativity Remakes the World, and it's written by David Eagleman and Anthony Brandt. And I was introduced to David Eagleman because he was one of the keynotes of the ISTE conference um, that just happened this summer. And so I thought I would dig into this a little bit. And he starts to touch on some of the reasons that creativity is so important um, in our lives. But I, I, of course, always see things through the lens of the classroom. And so it's also within the classroom, too. And so, um, you know, even if you don't think of yourself as a creative person, you know, I'm not one of those creative people. I, I bet there are probably ways that creativity plays into your everyday life. And a lot of times it's just about thinking about things in new and different ways. And one of the things that he touched on that I thought was so interesting was this idea of repetition suppression, repetition suppression. Um, And so I'd never totally heard of this, but when I started reading about it, it made perfect sense. And it says that when we do things over and over and over again, our brain starts to get comfortable with them and our brain doesn't have to work as hard to repeat something that it's done before. It's like when you start, um, when you learn the route to a new job, you know, if you just started teaching at a new school or something and you're trying to remember all of the turns and everything, you got to think about it a lot more on the first trip. But after you've been doing it for two weeks or two months or two years or 20 years, you can pretty much go into autopilot and drive that. In fact, I know I have, I'll bet you probably have too. Um, at some point, I've gotten into my autopilot and I'm, I'm such a, a creature of habit that sometimes I'll get on a... Uh, on a path that I've driven a lot of times and I'll start driving to the wrong place. Like I'm supposed to be going to the grocery store and I end up starting to drive to school because I'm so used to that. It's so ingrained into my brain. This whole repetition suppression thing plays into the classroom too, because once we've gotten used to something, once we've done it over and over and over again, and it's just the same, we don't think about it as much. It doesn't take up as much of our working memory. It's, it's not, we just don't pay attention to it as much. And so whenever we get stuck in a rut or our students get stuck in a rut, it happens that way too. Um, This comes from the first chapter of the book. He says, the answer is that there's a problem with with a lack of surprise. The better we understand something, the less effort we put into thinking about it. Familiarity breeds indifference. 
repetition suppression sets in and our attention wanes. This is why marriage needs to be constantly rekindled. This is why you'll only laugh so many times at the same joke. This is why no matter how much you enjoyed watching the World Series, you aren't going to be satisfied watching that game over and over. Although predictability is reassuring, the brain strives to incorporate new facts into its model of the world. It always seeks novelty. The brain gets excited when it updates. So maybe this is just one little reminder of something you've thought of before. It's just the idea that kind of like kind of like it said here about novelty. The brain seeks novelty and it gets excited when it updates. How can you introduce a little bit of novelty into class, into whatever you do in the teaching and learning process? And that may be the one big spark that your learners really need from you today. Thanks for listening to the Ditch That Textbook podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love it, be sure to leave a review and rating on iTunes to help others find the show. Thanks for listening and happy ditching.